BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. What the hell's going on out here? It's Quick Snaps. You want to crown them? They crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. With Kostaki Economopolis. I got some jokes, you know how we do. And Aaron Hodges. Do you know I tried out as a place kicker for the Hartford Colonials? (laughs) I don't even know what that is. Playoffs? We're going to see how it feels. Can't wait. Hey, everybody. Quick Snaps. Comedy football talk. Thanks for coming back. Uh, the XFL is here. How about that, Aaron Hodges? There's still plenty of football to talk about, and hopefully it'll be funny. Comedy football talk. <laughs> I'm Kostaki Economopolis. This is Quick Snaps. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I think the XFL had a good opening weekend. I feel like. How many games did you see? I saw a little more than half of the first one. A little more than half of the last one, and a couple of beats of the third one. There, there were four total. Okay. Um, I saw the, uh, I saw the horsemen beat the calamaris. Wait, wait, wait! Those are the real names. I saw, I saw the water snakes beat the blacksmiths, and the. Stop it! <laughs> this isn't real. <laughs> I saw the battle hawks beat the renegades. That sounds real. Ah. Uh, Ah, that's the real yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is the, what the, I mean. That's what they're struggling uphill against. Is that all the good names no are history. taken? You're not connected to. I mean, you didn't grow up with your dad wearing a Vipers jersey. You know what I mean? You don't have a. There's you, you're starting from scratch is a very difficult thing to do. I think in this universe. Yeah, all the good animals are taken. <laughs> Stingrays. I mean, there's some cool animals. Uh-huh. There's uh, sloths. That's probably not a good mascot. Um, th- there's lots of animals. What do you mean? There's thousands of animals. There's only like a couple hundred team names. All right. Yeah. Well, name a couple. Here's a challenge to you. Name a, a, a couple right now that are cool animals that haven't been taken by any professional sports team. Aardvarks. The aardvarks. Come on, man. The the porcupines. Nobody wants to play the, for the aardvarks or the porcupines. <laughs> the duckbill platypi. Platy- 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 is that plural? Platypus I could get behind. P- 
Platypus is fun and ridiculous. Pittsburgh Platypus. I mean, this, is a, this is a minor league kind of thing. You should be able to pull out the obscure animals. There's a banana slugs that's one of the college teams, you know. You're you're allowed to have a silly animal that's not fierce. Kind of fun. <laughs> How about the quokas? The uh the wallabies. There's some adorable animals that don't get enough professional sports love. Wallabies, those would be fun, but I guarantee there's an Australian rules football team that has the wallabies. Yeah, in fact, I think their national rugby team is the Wallabies. That sounds right. Um, kangaroos, uh, marmosets. How about the um, Komodo dragons? That's an interesting animal. That's fun. Tasmanian devil. <laughs> uh, koala bears. Eh? Polar bears. A polar bear is a fierce animal. We've never seen that as a sports thing. Yeah, but everybody thinks they're like cuddly and stuff, you know? They don't think of them a as grizzly? fierce. They're terrifying. They, they they could eat you for, for lunch. Yeah. If you live in a small Alaska town, you're walking down the street one day. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't really have a, we don't have any, a lot of undersea things. There's not like sharks and, you know, killer whales and stuff. Those are, those are fun. <laughs> I'm killing this quiz, by the way. These are all great ideas. I don't agree. I think there's a there's 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 a, there's a fine line here between love and hate. <laughs> there's a thousand snakes that would be fun, right? The cobras and cobras. The, the boat, the boa constrictors, and the cobras have definitely been done. Rattlesnakes definitely been done. Cobras been done. Where is there a cobra team? Oh, come on. I'm asking, is there a Cobra team? I'm not remembering. Whip out the old Google. (laughs) (laughs) Professional sports team. Cobras. What what is it? Los Angeles Cobras were a professional arena football team. (laughs) But that doesn't count because I didn't know that. That's that's really obscure. The Arena League had a team named the Cobras. All right, uh, Carolina Cobras. What was that? ABA basketball. Youth Arena Football League. Youth. Oh, that's wow. That's really down the down the line. Professional indoor football team in the NL. NAL. Okay. How about coral snakes? Those are, those. Are, <laughs> Deadly and terrifying and beautiful to look at. Nah. Uh, how about albino uh, rattler? <laughs> 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 this is quite a, quite a diversion. Um, all right, so there's some rule differences. I think they're fascinating. I think they did a good job. There's no extra points to be kicked. It's all one, two, or three point conversions. The kickoffs are weird. There's no extra point the, kick at all. Nope. You, I mean, there's extra points, but not, not by kicking. You have to go for one, two, or three points based on how far away from the end zone. Oh, okay. It's, they're all conversions. So a, a two-yard conversion is one point, a five-yard is two, and a ten-yard is three. Okay. Which I like, because like late in the game, you can take the long shot at going for two or three if you need to. I watched the second uh, half of the New York Guardians versus the Tampa Bay, whatever they are. Vipers. Vipers. There was not a lot of scoring. 
No, the Sunday games were low scoring, and one was kind of a blowout. Yeah, the Saturday games were better, I think, in terms of real football. But we had Pat McAfee in the on the late Sunday game, wandering around interviewing people, and Troy Aikman was on the sideline, kind of helping him with stuff. It was kind of oh, weird. That's fun. Yeah. So I mean. That part I think they did a great job with. They're interviewing players during the game. Like a guy makes an interception and he's out of breath and they're talking to him about the play. That's kind of cool. Um, you could throw a double forward pass if the first catch is behind the line of scrimmage. I don't know if we saw that this weekend. Oh, um, that's interesting. The overtime is interesting. It's a basically five rounds of two-point conversions like a soccer shootout. You just get one try and they teams alternate. That's great. They always have a winner, so they never let the game end in a tie, which is good. Um, it's a it's a twenty five second clock play clock instead of forty, so they try to keep the pace going. Um, the big difference, of course, no one is watching. That's the big that's the bigger difference. <laughs> we'll see what happens. And to me, the weirdest rule is instead of the coin flip, they're having a caucus. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good I don't know if that's a good idea. It's going to take a while. Here's the one that I have a genuine question about. Yeah. They're showing the coaches and players calling plays in real time. Yeah, that was interesting. Are they so sure that no one is watching the other team won't find out what's happening? Everyone has headgear. They can, you know, they can call the plays into the players up to the last second. Somebody has ABC or Fox. Like I don't understand how the is there enough of a delay on the on the showing of the game? Got to be, right? Is that how they do it? They just show the game 10 seconds later? Gotta be. A minute later? What about my draft time, real real time, you know, is that happening before? Oh, you got a lot of heat on the DraftKings? I didn't, I didn't this time, but I did get a couple tweets from people who had bet DraftKings stuff on XFL games. Mm. I don't know. It's interesting. And please, XFL, you're never going to be the best football. That's just not what you do. Be the best sideshow, right? Get Ocho Cinco and Terrell Owens and Johnny Menzel and Ray Rice mm-hmm. and Trent Richardson. Like, be a spectacle. <laughs> it's more fun that way. Mm-hmm. We want storylines. We don't care if the Battle Hawks win. <laughs> Get Kaepernick and Tebow. They'll both kneel and for different reasons. Ta? Yeah, well, it sure seems like they're trying to toe the line of, of being that a spectacle and also the minor leagues. I have to say, I was impressed that they that I thought they did a great job of telling the stories of some of these players. You know, yeah, like Cardell Jones. You know, won his last game was winning the championship for Ohio State, and then he played for two NFL teams and never really never got a start. And then you know, he won the XFL's first ever game. Like that's a cool storyline. And they talked about him getting back into the NFL. They talk about these players and, you know, their dad was this and they did this and went over here. And I think it's smart to be open about. The other thing I liked is that they were they were brazen and open talking about how, oh, this is bad for the over. You know, they talked about the over-under during the game. There you go. Uh, there you go. Now we're talking. Right? Instead of just coy references by Al Michaels. No, they were blatant, like, wow, this is a nine-and-a-half-point spread, and this team might actually lose the game. You know, they were they were very open about talking about the gambling side of it. It's kind of fascinating. Yo, how is Jerry Glanville a coach? How old is that? He was he's, old when he was I know, a Falcons he, coach when I was a boy. He's kind of be so old. I have the same thought. And Hal Mummy, too, is a name that I was like, I forgot that guy existed. That's been a while. 
Wasn't it a uh, Tressator with the Bears like two seconds ago? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Tressman. Tressman. Is one of the coaches. And so is uh, Bob Stoops, who had a gigantic run at Oklahoma. So they got some cool names, you know. Yeah. I, I, I think I'm going to make a serious I, run at, uh, at kicking in this league. <laughs> according to pat mcafee i'm no expert but according to pat mcafee there's there's some high quality kicking happening in the xfl oh sure yeah he's gonna sell it he he was selling it he was talking about it and the and the and the booth guys were pitching it down to him to talk about the kicking often yeah be uh, like jay feely the- except interesting <laughs> 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 There's a cut line for his career. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Manziel curiously trashed the XFL this week, which I think is weird. He said he wouldn't play for another league that's going to fold midseason. First of all, you're a quarterback who has folded midseason. Right, yeah. <laughs> this league is perfect for you. And this league has much deeper pockets and way better television deals in place. So this league ain't folded midseason this year. I mean, it might may or may not be around next season but i think they're i i mean based on what i saw i feel like it could sustain itself i think it might be all right it seemed kind of fun yeah i liked it manzel also said if he never plays football again it's cool because he already went further than he ever could have imagined i'm like you can't imagine being a solid journeyman quarterback for the cleveland browns you didn't get that far (laughs) you need to work on your imagination try some ayahuasca or something (laughs) Welcome to the Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> uh, in December, Manzel's wife filed for divorce because he cheated on her. I'm surprised he could cheat. I thought all of his passes ended, ended in an interception. You know what I'm saying? Hey-o. Hi. How are you? How are you? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I, I don't have a lot of extra time in my life, and I kind of need a break from all the football stuff, but I... I had it on here and there and watched it pretty intently for a few beats, and I could see it succeeding. I was surprised. Now, clearly they need some work on some stuff. Like, sometimes the guys talked over each other, and they have so many voices because they have the coaches mic'd up, and they have players being interviewed, and they got the guys on the sideline and the guys in the box, and they've got to smooth it out a little bit. Any booger mobiles? <laughs> I didn't see that. We got Pat McAfee wandering around with a microphone. At the end of the game, like, they apparently invited him to come celebrate with the team, you know? And he was like, I'm not doing that. I'm staying here, you know? like <laughs> Going to be an objective journalism. Right, Journalist. right. So, I, you know, at the beginning of the first game, they they did this sort of hype thing where they were showing the players, like, it's the first game of the league. They're, the players are ready to go. And they show a clip of the players just, like, barely moving around in the locker room. You know, like, they need a better director, I would say, on some of these beats. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, I thought it was I thought it was better than expected. And I think the rules... The rule quirks, I think people are embracing. There's some kind of fun buzz about them. Yeah, because the NFL is kind of rigid, you know? It's kind of stale. A lot of the disappointment in the game has to do with rule changes. So, yeah, here's the here's league shaking things up, doing things a little differently. Smart. Right. Yeah, good for them. 
the Chiefs Super Bowl parade this week was interrupted by a car chase. How American is that? They put a car chase on everything. <laughs> I assume there were some gratuitous breast shots as well. When, you know, like when Andy Reid took his shirt off. <laughs> Fast and Furious, Kansas City. <laughs> it's barbecue chicken time. This story got a little bit of buzz, which made me giggle. The Niners had five fans meet them at the airport. Five. I did see that video, yeah. Or as the Chargers called that, pretty good day. Yeah, pretty good turnout. Even sadder, four of those five dudes were the Uber drivers for the players. That's... Antonio Brown said he's talking to his therapist, which is great news, unless you're the therapist. I I hope the therapist has a good therapist. (laughs) (laughs) For real, man. (laughs) Dude, get paid up front. Yeah, right? No kidding. (laughs) (laughs) They could do several sessions just on the rap video alone. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. I saw you tweet about the the first line. Oh, it's it's not good. I didn't think it would be, yeah. It, it's he's no Lev Bell. I mean, <laughs> it's it's exactly what happens when there's no like smart friends around you to go, dude. Don't don't do that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, when you when you've lost your mind and you don't listen to anybody around you. All right, I'm gonna have to play a little bit here. <laughs> All right, I got a sequence of interesting bits of information about uh, about gambling on the Super Bowl with no jokes. You ready? Okay. The Nevada Gaming Board released numbers on the Super Bowl. They took in one, 154.7 million in Super Bowl bets, and the house walked away with 18.7 million. Okay. It was their second best Super Bowl ever in terms of profit for the house. Uh, and one of the reasons was because of the proximity to San Francisco. So they had a lot of Niners fans betting. Now, those bets didn't work out. Right. And the under hit, and the over was a popular bet. Yep. And, and listen to this. Mahomes' kneel downs in the last three plays was a total of minus 15, which made his rushing total on the day 29. Yeah. And tons of people bet the over, which was 30. Yeah. That, That's like a crazy conspiracy theory. That one hurts. That one is, I mean. That one hurts. First of all, that they even count kneel downs as anything is ridiculous. Right. Well, it's got, it's got to be a particular, stat in one way or another. Oh, that's crazy. Um, and finally, and then we'll do some other stuff. Uh, South Carolina high school that was destroyed by a hurricane was going to host its prom at the Panthers facility. The good news for the parents, no scoring there. Um, no scoring. <laughs> I sure hope, uh, Cam isn't in charge of the fashion for the night. <laughs> I'm interested. <laughs> Although it would probably be, probably be pretty wholesome, you know, seeing if he likes to photos. dress like a grandma. So. A lot of fun hats, yeah. yeah. A lot of, a lot of fun uh, sort of outfits that that could work on boys or girls. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, and I just literally while I was on hold waiting for you to call me back, the Chargers announced they're not bringing back Philip Rivers. He's already got nine kids. I'm terrified to see what's going to happen and if he's got all this free time. Yeah, he can't <laughs> stop playing ever. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta get some Netflix and a hobby, dude. <laughs> Where do you think he's gonna uh, go? Some interesting quarterbacks uh, out there, man. You know what I'm gonna ask you? Where's he rank? Yes, uh, current NFL quarterbacks, Philip Rivers. I mean, he's probably somewhere in the, 
I'm going to be kind and start out of the 20s. I'm going to say 19 to... That's exactly what I was thinking. 19 In my head, to 26. Like 19. Something like that. He's the 19th best quarterback in the world right now. Yeah, I think so. Give or take. Yeah, he'll be somewhere. There's a lot of teams that could use a Phillip Rivers. Um, but more than a Tom Brady. Tom's going to stay where he is. Oh, he He's is? too good a setup. Uh-uh. That's my guess. That's my read. Bold prediction. Hmm. I don't think it's bold that he would just stay there and finish it up. Because <laughs> what if he goes somewhere and falls on his face? That's not what he wants. Oh, but he's the he's, ultimate he's competitor. He's safe where he is. They're going to pay him $30 million to play one more year. I mean, they, He'll stay they should if they were smart. Yeah, they are. They'll figure that out. One more run, baby. Yeah, that's it. One more. And they draft somebody this year and let him watch Tom Brady. Yep. And they got Stidham behind there, too. And that's what you do with Phillip Rivers. He's the bridge quarterback to whatever. Mm-hmm. Bring him into Cincinnati and let him, you know, teach Burrow how to be a quarterback. Right? You're just Give, throwing Andy Dalton aside, huh? Andy Dalton needs to have his um, Ryan Tannehill year somewhere else. He'll be better than expected on a, on a decent team. He just needs a fresh start. That's what I think. Uh, Tannehill's not going to have any success next year. Man, he sure looked good this year. Mm. It was the stars just aligned. That's not that's not who the real Tannehill is. No. Well, I don't know. He's we'll see. Probably number twenty-six. Not as good as Philip Rivers. He's just behind Philip Rivers. He was way better than Philip Rivers this year. In terms of the eyeball test. Yeah. I don't know. He played for a better team. That makes it easier on him. But, yeah, they're probably the same universe. <clears throat> I don't disagree with that. Um, let me do some gig plugs because sometimes I forget this stuff. Um, I got some good ones coming up. I just got back from Indiana where I, I had one show that was – creatively fun but like a total financial disaster <laughs> and uh and one show that was pretty good all around like a real pleasure um so thank you indiana that one we actually sold out which was nice after the prior show where you know <laughs> we did not sell out you yeah, know <laughs> put it that way <laughs> say goodbye your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Um... Topeka, Kansas coming up in about 10 days. I'm doing, I got a four-night run. Topeka at the Norseman Brewing Company. Springfield, I'm doing a place called The Riff. It's in this cool coffee bar. It's their, like, back room. They got, like, a rock and roll room in there. Um, Jonesboro, Arkansas, I'm doing this cool venue called The Brick House. Uh, Fort Smith, Arkansas, I'm doing this weird little band bar back room. They got to move the pool tables to put the comedy show in kind of deal. Oh, okay. How do you, you move the pool tables? What? Yeah, I, I, well, that's not my job. Thankfully, that's 
we wrote that in. That's their job. Those things are heavy. Yeah, those are heavy. <laughs> uh, I'm doing Burlington, Iowa coming up in March and Indianapolis. I'm doing Helium Comedy Club and Louisville. Uh, I'm doing the Caravan. The old comedy club's been there 35 years in Louisville. I'm doing Spokane and Richland in April, Washington State. I'm doing some more Indiana stuff we're going to announce here soon. Um, I'm doing Danville, Illinois, Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, this summer I'm going to do Cape Girardeau, Missouri. I'm probably going to do Ann Arbor, Michigan. we got a lot of good gigs coming wow, up. So man. check out Kostaki.com. There's a tour page. All your clickable info is there. Uh, your calendar just got this, packed. Yeah, it did. It's been I've been picking it up a little. I had a little bit of a... A little bit of a slow fall for a lot of good reasons. I had my 50th birthday thing, and I went on a trip with Andreas. We went on a trip to New York for my wife's show, and so I got to I got to kind of pack it up and get back to what I what I do. Um, listen to some podcasts that I've been on. Um, Steve Hofstetter does one called "Failing Forward." It's kind of a good premise. He has the guests <laughs> talk about in a life. Time yeah, if you can fail forward, that's usually good. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> He has some pretty good guests, man. Yeah. A lot of them are comics, which is cool. And a lot of them are not comics. He's sort of dialed into this, the underbelly of the show business world. So he's got some interesting guests, and they talk about a time in their lives when, you know, the, everything went wrong and uh, and mm-hmm. how it sort of got back on track. Okay. It's an interesting premise for a show. <clears throat> I tell a tale about uh, failing miserably on Last Comic Standing. Oh, okay. I got to listen to that. Yeah. Uh so, uh, so yeah, uh, life's good. We we have a few more clips from uh, from the Super Bowl that we want to do. We want to get get to. We do. Uh, which one would you like to hear first? I was just going to say Peter King. Let's do that one because that's a he's got some gravitas. He's got some. Uh, he's a well healed uh, NFL journalist machine of like thirty something years. So let's listen to a little Peter King. Hey, Peter King. Can we grab you for a couple questions? Of course. Awesome. <laughs> how you doing, man? Hey, how are you? Are you enjoying your time at the Super Bowl? Yeah, it's all right. I got a nice nap in today, so yeah, yeah, it's okay. That's a grown-up journalist's answer. Yeah. <laughs> how has it changed over the years? You've been doing this a long time. Well, this this thing never existed. I don't know when the first year was, but six or eight years ago maybe. This didn't exist for a long time. And mostly it was mostly what has happened is that the NFL has realized how they can kind of monetize it, uh, you know, put it on television, make it a TV show. Right. You know, just like they've done with the draft. I mean, the draft essentially has become a television show. Right. And, you know, and people around the NFL have gotten used to the fact that they're really ready to draft on about March 10th, but they got to wait till the end of April because the NFL wants six or eight more weeks of, uh, yeah, and they right. want publicity. They want people hyping Joe Burrow and, and Jalen Hurts and Justin Herbert and Tua and everything. But that's just the NFL a long time ago. You know, this is before I started covering the game. The NFL figured out a long time ago that baseball owned the offseason. And baseball had what was called a hot stove league. And what they did in the offseason in baseball 
is they made trades and they they did a lot of things that kept baseball in the headlines right. in the offseason. So the NFL, you know, do you think the general managers in the NFL like free agency? No. But it's great for interest in March. Yeah. It right. sure is. Right. This is my first time here experiencing, uh, you know, media row and, and all this stuff. You've been here quite a bit, I'm sure. Uh, what kind of tips would you give to, to try to maximize the experience here? Well, I would find somebody who doesn't have a lot of people around him but has a good story to tell. Like, I don't know, a half hour ago I ran into Brett Veach. Brett Veach is the general manager of the Kansas City Chiefs. I would say he is the one who's mostly responsible for Patrick Mahomes being on the Chiefs. So, I don't know, I asked him to tell me some stories about the scouting process and what he did and in that whole time, but there's more than there's more than five stories on these two teams. And most people will be all around Mahomes and all around uh, Jimmy Garoppolo or Raheem Mostert, whatever. But there's a, there's a lot of stories that, that you can find from, from guys who are lesser players and from guys who America really doesn't know, like Brett Veach, you know. Good advice. Yeah, he was interesting, man. That was cool. It was, it was thoughtful and fun, but did feel like a filibuster at some point. <laughs> <laughs> you you kids today with your soundbite sort of media mentality. Yep, no attention span here. <laughs> All right. Uh who else are we gonna throw to here? What else do we got on the on the docket? If I talk to some cheerleaders. Yeah, let's hear from the Chiefs cheerleaders. So what do we not know about your jobs as casual fans? Tell us about what your day to day existence is. Um, a lot of us actually have full-time jobs or are also in school full-time, as well as we get to cheer for the Chiefs. Nice. So this isn't our full-time gig, but um, we have a lot of fun doing it. Now, this this is kind of a new guy question as well. Is it a harder job when the team is losing? Um, we always keep faith in our Chiefs. We know we know that they're always going to come back and they're going to lead us to a victory. That's how we got here today. <laughs> That's a great answer. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, how many, uh, so you travel, do you travel with each game or it's just the home games? We only do home games. Only home games? Yes, yes. And then no playoffs, but just Super Bowl? We are at the home playoff games, but not the away playoff games. The home playoff games. Yes. Okay. So anything that's at home or the Super Bowl. Right. Uh Nice. Now, this is such a huge opportunity for the guys and the coaches and everything. Is it true for you guys too? I mean, it's your Super Bowl as well, right? This is such a big deal for us and for our city. I mean, it's been 50 years since the Chiefs have been here. Right. And so it's just such an honor to be here and represent our city and the the Chiefs organization and the Hunt family. Right. 50 years ago. Remember when you were a little kid and they were losing? <laughs> Wasn't alive. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Enjoy the whole Thank you. thing. Yeah, you have a great week. Cheers. You too. And then uh, let's play the full clip of you talking to punt, pass, and kick Andy Reid. Tell us about this little character real quick. You know what? I, I We should have done the research and give this guy a real plug. He's a journalist of some kind. Is he, he was just, he was, yeah, he was, he was a media credential dude at some level. And he dressed up as the punt, pass, and kick Andy Reid. He had the throwback Rams outfit on outfit uniform that Andy Reid was wearing that day in the in the funny video and he had the name misspelled on the jersey which is how they did it on the TV broadcast <laughs> and he had 
he had a couple of funny lines when we talked to him and he was like a I really like that guy. We should give him a plug, and I don't even know who that is. I'm Will you look to, it up and then find drop it, it in here? Uh, reporter dresses as Andy <laughs> Reid. Are they going to say his name? We did the same thing. I posted the video without mentioning <laughs> the real guy's name. And, I've, and afterwards, I felt like, oh, I, I didn't give him credit. <clears throat> oh, well. He had the right helmet, and he had, you know, he was he committed to it. It's funny. Yeah, he's funny, dude. Hey, uh, punt, pass, and kick, Andy Reid. Can we have a chat with you? Yes, indeed. <laughs> How did yeah. you know who I was? Now we we because we're football dorks and we follow all these things. Yeah. Uh, a very bold choice of costume. Um, uh, I've seen the video many times. In fact, we just happened to watch it last week. You're at least twice the size of all of the other competitors. How is that possible? Indeed. Well, I just talked to Andy Reid himself about that, me being young Andy Reid, and uh, he just said he was just a big kid. He tried to laugh it off, but uh, I'm really not sure why he was so big compared to the others. I I think that might be why he almost won. I don't think he won. I was just going to ask, what were the results? Because I don't even know the results. I just know the famous video that we've all seen. He said he didn't win. How is that possible? But I find that very hard to believe. (laughs) One of those tiny children behind him beat him at any of the activities? You know, the punt, pass, and kick is all politics. It's who you know. Is that right? And, uh, yeah, clearly some palms were greased. This is a different time, a different era, 1971. Uh, nice. Well, Andy Reid. Uh, uh, you will see on the back of my jersey. I oh, yeah. It, uh, okay, all right, yeah, all right. If you've watched the, if you're a dork and you've watched the video a million times like I have, you already know that's how they spelled it. That's how they spelled it? Yeah. Oh, see, you you, you outdorked me. Yeah, look at this. Congratulations. My, my uh, cohort there. Oh, you got the actual video. That's right. <laughs> Very funny, man. Well, hey, we're with Quick Snaps. All right. Yeah, and uh, we're here enjoying the whole scene. We think it's going to be a big win for your, uh, your grown-up self. Yeah. Andy Reid, right? Very likely to be. I can't believe it's only a one-point spread. I think they're going to win big. Well, he uh, he did tell me up there, he confided in me and said the loss in the punt, pass, and kick has really driven him to this day. <laughs> so he hopes to overcome that. <laughs> All the best to you, Thanks, man. Y- young Andy. Thank you. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Who is this guy? <laughs> Maybe on Twitter because it, it had a few people posted about it on Twitter. That's true. And uh, um, all right, well, finally, for the for there's one clip left, and I played uh, just a short piece of this in one of the previous shows, but uh, you got a chance to talk to Craig Gass. Tell us a little bit about uh, you and Craig Gass. I met Craig Gass. You ready for this? <clears throat> this will date me. In 1997, at the Seattle Comedy Competition. And there's like 35 guys that go, and if you're in it till the end, you're there for a month. You wow. do a full week. Yeah, they break it into two weeks, into like 17 guys per week, and everyone does five minutes. And they pick 10 guys out of those 17 to go to the next week. And then those, t- those uh, I think it's five. You pick five out of each of the, out of that group. Anyway, the, the next week is 10 dudes doing 10 minutes all week long every night's a different venue a different situation a different city you know you're in like 
a great college gig or a weird club in a basement or a food court we did one time, band bar in the middle of Washington State. We did a naval base. I mean, it was so weird. And then the and then they pick five out of the the week with ten guys to go to the finals. And then that week you do same thing, six different nights all over the place, different places, and you do like 15 minutes. Uh, different judges every night, different order. And it was the year Mitch Hedberg won it. And Mitch Hedberg was <clears throat> unfucking stoppable He was a oh, complete sure, yeah. comedy force. Mm-hmm. He was peaking. He was young. He hadn't really, he'd done Letterman twice, but he hadn't really exploded into America's psyche yet. Um, he was way overqualified to do a contest, but he was there chopping up an independent film. Uh, and so he decided to do the contest sort of on a lark and he was just destroying us all like little kids, <laughs> like Andy Reed at the punt <laughs> competition. Cause we, most of us were like good metal acts. Most headliners don't even do competitions like that. any you know, yeah. Uh, Augie Smith, my buddy was like the only one who had a real shot at him. One night Augie did, uh, Augie got a standing ovation from one of the judges. And I was like, holy shit, you never see that. And he's still like, he only got like a hundredth of a point edge on Mitch that one night. You know, and of course, Mitch is destroying us the rest of the thing. So anyway, so Craig Gass, I think, was one of the semifinalists. I think he made the, the final 10 on that year. And he's a great impressionist. He, his Sam Kennison is so good. It, it like haunts your soul. You feel like you're talking to Sam. Yeah. So I asked him to sit down as Sam, and of course he weaseled in uh, some Tom Arnold as well. <laughs> and he told this old Tom Arnold story <laughs> with a little bit of Sam, but I'll take it. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. The, the Tom Arnold is great too. He's a great impressionist. Oh yeah. So he goes to these. He goes to the Super Bowl every year. Does the same kind of thing like we did. And wanders around, and uh, I, I got to hand it to him. He's got balls, man. He's a he is a ballsy character. He will do whatever and. There's a lot of swings and misses, but once in a while he hits a home run, you know. It's kind of fun to see him there. So here's Craig Gass, everybody. One of my favorite people who always shows up at this crazy thing is uh, <laughs> is <laughs> Craig Gass, who does a lot of different voices. Uh, always a character, inspiring in your ballsiness to do whatever it is. Uh, honestly, I when I see you down here doing your stuff, I'm like... I need to take a chapter from uh, from this guy. He, he will fucking do anything. So it's good to see you, man. It's good to see you, too. And uh, pretty. Uh, what I do when I come out to the Super Bowl every year is at the beginning of the week, I have all my broadcasting buddies who are out here who are looking for content because nobody's here on Monday and Tuesday. Right. So invariably, I get these text messages from friends saying, hey, can you come to our booth? And pretend to be somebody famous. Yeah. So it sounds cool back to Boise. <laughs> and the only remotely sports guy that I do an impression of is Tom Arnold. Because Tom used to host the best damn sports show, period. Right. So right. I'll, I will be broadcasting all week long as Tom and I go, Hey, guys, it's uh, exciting to be here. Uh, I've been out in Miami. Uh, all the all the NFL guys are coming. In. I was actually at a cocaine and Otibus meeting last night with Dan Marie. I probably shouldn't say this out loud, but Dan's got a bad coke problem. And uh, his sponsor is uh, uh, Bright Gumble. Uh, Brian's uh, addicted to uh, upskirt porn. Again, I shouldn't say that out loud, but but uh, and I just start um, going off the top of my head. I start naming NFL stars, and I start putting them into addictions. I try to cross them over with addictions, and I start outing everyone that I saw at these meetings. And every year, 
Tom Arnold fights with people on Twitter who attack him and say, dude, it's supposed to be anonymous. What are you doing, man? Uh, and Tom will go, hey, did, did you notice that uh, Sam Kinison was there? That guy's been dead for 20 years, you idiot. Shut up. That's a comedian doing a depression to me. And he fights everybody that's every great, year. That's oh, a great compliment. Dude, it's it's amazing. It, it is, uh, And I feel bad because Tom... <laughs> Um, it's an, a really nice guy, yeah. And uh, and he gets mad at me for it. I actually, um, <laughs> I met Tom twenty plus years ago when I prank called him. Never met him before. And by the way, I never taped this. I prank called Tom Arnold when a comedian friend of mine who was working at a hotel in Seattle where I started open mics said. All the stars from the grand opening of Planet Hollywood are staying at my hotel at the Sheridan. And I said, well, what stars? Who's there? And the only comedian was Tom Arnold. And I said, Tom Arnold's at your hotel? And he said, yeah. And that night, I called the Sheridan and said, hi, Tom Arnold, please. And they put me through. (laughs) Tom Arnold picked up. And again, I never recorded this. Tom goes, hello. And I said, hey, Tom, it's Sam Kennison. (laughs) Sam had already been dead for five years at that point, and Tom Arnold said, Hey, Sam, what's going on, buddy? And I go, I go, not much. Listen, um, Tom, I need, you, I need you to help me out. And he goes, All right, uh, go ahead, Sam. What do I got to do? Tell me what I need to do. And I said, Well, I, I need you to, to well, you got to follow some instructions because I, I need you to get me some cocaine. And, and I'm going to tell you how to do it. What you need to do is, is the first thing you need to do is you need to front me the cash because I don't have any cash on me. I need you to front me the cash. I need you to buy a significant amount of cocaine. And then here's the tricky part. I need you to fly to Los Angeles. I want you to take the cocaine, and I want you to put it in the small pocket of Jerry Lewis's pants. And I'll have it when he gets here in three weeks. Oh, oh! <laughs> and Tom went, okay, man, I, I got it. All right, I'm writing this down. And then I finally just stopped and said, Tom... I, I go. My name's Craig Gass. I'm a comedian. I just love you. And he said, "Oh man, that that was that was good. You want to know how good it was? I need to call my sponsor right now. That's how good the depression was." And I was like, "Oh man, thank you very That's much." Great. And Tom said, "Can I see any of your comedy? Like, do you have a tape?" And I said, "I do." And he said, "He goes, can you drop it off at the hotel?" And I said, "I can do that." And I dropped off a tape at the hotel. And he said, "Leave your information." He called me a week later, uh, told me what how he felt about the tape. And said, uh, you know, if you ever need to call, you know, any, anything you need. Uh, Tom Arnold always sounds like he's stuffed up. If you, whatever you need, uh, just call me up and I'll, you know, I'll help you out. And he was a, a gentleman and uh, approachable and, and very transparent. That's and great. all I've done is I've never hit him up. I've just taken that voice and ruined his life every year at the Super Bowl. So, as a thank you. Yeah, as a thank you. For, well, thank you for doing, uh, doing Tom Arnold and uh, my favorite, Sam Kennison. It's spooky to hear, man. Dude, I'm a huge football fan. And I'm a huge comedy fan, and we did shows together in Atlanta last year that I watched your football material, and I was... Sometimes you hear a comedian say something you get jealous of, like, that's right in front of us. How did I not see that? <laughs> right. And you've, had, you've got football material that I, I don't talk about football on stage outside of how much I love my team, which is the Seahawks, but you have football right. material that is so... Universal man, it is awesome, and I'm I'm grateful to know you. Thanks, buddy. Kind words. Thank All you. the best down here. Thank you. Kostaki. I'll see you next year. Thank you, buddy. Not Absolutely. Before then. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Craig Gas on Quick Steps. So that's a little more of the Super Bowl fun. There's a tiny bit more Super Bowl fun to be released, so we'll tease you with that now, and uh, and we'll do that soon. Uh, one last thing we got to say is we're doing the drawing for the jersey. Our our Patreon people, if you're contributing at the five or more bucks uh, level uh, inside the huddle. Is that what we called it? Yes, sir. 
if you're inside the huddle, we're doing the drawing for the jersey this week, and we'll post the uh, video online, and, of course, we'll let the winner know. And uh, thank you guys for contributing. This was our first year of really pressing Patreon. It's been a gigantic success. So uh, thanks to all the listeners. Thank you for another great season. Uh, we're not going away forever. We'll, we'll release some more uh, Super Bowl stuff at some point. And then we'll probably be back for, certainly for a flurry of trades in March. And maybe before that, depending on the Aaron and Kostaki schedule, we're going to do some experimenting in the offseason. So yeah. uh, we're not saying goodbye for too long, just for the season. We're just wrapping up the season that was. It was a great season in the NFL, and the XFL is off and running, and uh, we're going to take a take a small step back. But we'll, we'll be around. Pick your team. Get on board now with whoever the XFL team is. So. I live in a city that has a team. I feel like I have to pick the L.A. team. Oh, yeah, I'm a New York Guardian fan, obviously. The, the Anteaters? Who's the <laughs> L.A. team? <laughs> the the Snuffleupa guy? What's the team here? I don't even know. I don't know. You got nothing left, man. There's no option. <laughs> the Quokas. Look up Quokas. You know, they're adorable. Quokas? Even Guardian sounds gentle and soft. It's, you know, it doesn't have like a vicious feel to it. Guardians? Yeah, it's a little Sounds like a legal term, you know. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a st- <laughs> it's like a stuttering stepdad somewhere. It's just a, <laughs> he's, just a, he's just a guardian. It's not my dad, it's just my guardian. I don't have to listen to him. <laughs> Watch him play football. Get out of here. That's my guardian. <laughs> So check out the tour schedule. Jump on and enjoy social media with us. We'll write some football jokes here and there, and we'll be doing some other content as well. So uh, we'll see you guys out there in the cyber world, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening, everybody. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.